Today's gospel is about healing a man who was suffering from dropsy on the Sabbath and the indifference of the Pharisees towards Jesus. In the Gospels, there are seven instances where Jesus broke the Sabbath in order to give life, in order to heal. But today, Jesus is invited to the home of a leading Pharisee for a dinner. And St. Luke says that they were observing him carefully. Let's look at this. There were two people observing Jesus. The Pharisees and the man who was suffering from dropsy. But each of them had a different intention. The Pharisees knew that Jesus, who is a recalcitrant breaker of the Sabbath, is going to break the Sabbath. So they were looking for that opportunity in order to discredit him. So they looked towards him maliciously. But then the man suffering from dropsy was looking at Jesus as the only one who could make him whole, complete the one who could grant him the healing he desired. The man never asked Jesus for healing, but in his heart, he knew what he wanted. And Jesus also could read the minds of the Pharisees there. He knew that they were setting a trap for him. So Jesus throws a question at them. Is it lawful to cure on the Sabbath or not. And they were silent. Why were they silent? They knew that their plot has failed. They knew that plot had failed and therefore they wouldn't dare to answer the question of Jesus. But let's look at it. What is the Sabbath? In the Genesis story and in the book of Exodus chapter 20, we are told that the Lord rested from his work of creation. And that is why he gave humanity the Sabbath. So in other words, it is a day to give glory and thanks to God for his work of creation including our own creation. But when you go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 15, it gives you another reason for the observance of the Sabbath. Remember, you were slaves in Egypt, and I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to the land I promised to your ancestors. That is why I ask you to observe the Sabbath. So in Deuteronomy, the Sabbath is also a day to give thanks to God for his deliverance of the people from slavery to sin, slavery to Egypt, from their oppression, making them a people again, a people of the covenant. So if these were the reasons for the Sabbath, God's creation and redemption, 
then it means that on that day, although God says that no manual work should be done, it is not a day that we should be devoid of doing good. Because when God rested from his work of creation, he was still sustaining creation. So God was at work. If God withdraws his sustenance and support for creation, the whole world is going to crash. So God continues to work. And that's why Jesus, in some of the exchanges, will say that my father continues to work even after today, and so I work. So for Jesus, the Sabbath is the day to give life. The Sabbath is the day of delivering this poor guy suffering from dropsy. Because, you know, in the ancient days, they attributed suffering to sin. And so even if this man is suffering, then there might be some sin in his life. That's why he's suffering. But Jesus delivered this man from what held sway over his life setting him free and asking him to go his way. But then when he healed him, he came back to the Pharisees again and threw another question at them. Who among you, if your son or ox falls into a cistern, would not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? The Lord permitted that. If your animal fell into a cistern on the Sabbath, you could rescue that animal. If your child falls into a system, you cannot say it's Sabbath, so no, I have to wait until the next day before I can set you free. So if that is the case, then is it an offense or a violation of the commandment if Jesus sets somebody who is held bound by disease and sets him free? on the Sabbath. But it is interesting that in spite of all this, they were unable to answer his question, even though Jesus had performed that miracle right in their eyes. It is therefore not surprising that today St. Paul is saying, I, I, I wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people. They are the people of his kindred, according to the flesh. This is the adoption. This is the glory, the covenant, the giving of the Lord, the worship and the promises they had their ancestors as the testimony for them. And according to them, and from them, Jesus came in the flesh. Yet, they were indifferent. And they set themselves in opposition to Christ and his mission. So Paul, out of love for his people, feel that pain that he would love to sacrifice his life and his salvation for the sake of these people. If only they would listen and convert. Dearly beloved, we come to Mass each day 
we come to encounter the Lord and there is a miracle that takes place. The miracle of the transformation of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. That is the first miracle. Through the instrumentality of the Holy Spirit. During the epiclesis, we say, may your spirit descend upon these gifts like dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second miracle is that even though the bread and wine from the beginning are transformed into the body and blood of Christ, they still maintain their appearances as bread and wine so that they will be palatable to human consumption. In spite of this miracle that are performed for our benefit when we come and consume Christ, what is the transformation that goes through us? What kind of conviction do we get as we exit the sanctuary and mingle with the world? Does that make a difference in our lives? Does that challenge us to live lives that reflect what we have consumed? The loving God, the providential God, the merciful God who gives himself to us. Dearly beloved, let us see Christ with the eyes of faith like this suffering man and not with the eyes of pride like the Pharisees.